From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. On today's show, we talk about the day after the storm. Hurricane Harvey and Irma have done lots of damage with this hurricane season, but after the wind and the rain comes and goes, the cleanup and rebuild happens. We're going to talk about that process as well as choosing the right contractor when it's time to rebuild. We've got a very special guest from the Attorney General's office that will help us out with your legal rights when dealing with contractors. Shaking in your boots already, aren't you, fellas? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. On today's show, we talk about the day after the storm. Hurricane Harvey came through and Irma have done lots of damage this hurricane season to basically the, the southeast United States. But after the wind and the rain comes and the cleanup and the rebuild, a lot of you folks know after Katrina, we're going to talk about that process afterwards, choosing the right contractor when it's time to rebuild. I know you folks have got some horror stories. Uh, one of the neat things we've got today, though, we've got a very special guest from the attorney general's office. Uh, Miss Wiggins is here, and she will help us with your legal rights when dealing with contractors. How cool is that? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you folks doing this morning? Great. Man, I'm great. Doing well, thank you. Good, good. Okay, so uh, Dell, I was uh, watching Facebook and saw that you quickly put a roof on somebody's house this week. Well, that's what we do. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no need of dragging it out, so um, hey. we tried to go ahead and get through as as soon as possible, so the people can get back to enjoying the house. Look good, man. Look good, yes. Jeff. What are you working on? I saw. Well, I saw. Wait a second. I saw a Facebook post of yours. It was this. Just chunk of scrub land with a with a with a <laughs> for sale sign on it. Said this is going to be something one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were fortunate enough to uh, sell one of our uh, lots um, uh, for a a custom uh, mm-hmm. customer met with us Saturday and really enjoyed the lot. It's sitting right on the water, uh, Lake Caroline, and. Uh, those poor so, people, yeah, so disadvantaged. So, so you know, so we've mm-hmm. we've got that going. We've got a couple house pads going. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, again, it, it, it's how I sound like a broken record. Uh, fires happen every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, it, it happens. So we've got some fires going and okay things of that nature. All right. Well, you know what, folks, I was working on my brakes on my truck. Okay, mm-hmm. brakes had gone bad. You know, getting a little mushy, so I went to go work on them and found some big problems. But got it fixed, no problem, good to go. 30 minutes later, <laughs> something is wrong with my truck. <laughs> 
and it has nothing to do with the brakes. So I call, you guys remember Allison Walker. She is the, the lady auto mechanic that you can find that uh, comes to your home and fixes stuff. So I yes. called Allison. And I'm like, Allison, <laughs> something's wrong with my truck. And she said, what's it doing? I said, well, I changed the brakes. Uh, about 30 minutes later, I was driving around, and all of a sudden, the car started smoking. And I mean copious amounts of smoke and it was white mm. and it was everywhere she'd say oh well you just blew a head gasket automatically oh, like wow. okay she and so awesome. so i i had i had the vehicle dragged to the dealership and sure enough mr klein you need a head gasket okay <laughs> wow so so uh if you've listened to allison here before we'll have to have her back and uh, uh let her take her victory lap when she gets over here you know jason's probably the only one that can Blow a head gasket by changing the brakes. <laughs> How'd you do that? Man, I am talented. You Ask, just touched a truck. That's it. Hey, if I come to your house and just touch your plumbing, you get a whole new house. Right. There right. You go. <laughs> Watch out for Jason. Right. So this morning, we're dealing with uh, what happens after the storm. And, you know, when, when Java and I were talking about doing this topic, um, the, the interesting thing that came up is that all of us, can really, it, you know, I almost want to send, you know, everybody's been sending truckloads of water and aid and help. I would love to send a truckload of knowledge to Houston and to Florida and tell them, here's what's coming. Here's what you're looking for. And here's what to watch out for. Because uh, those of you who lived through Katrina went through this, and there's a lot of bad experiences. That's there's right. a lot of amazing heroic experiences. Right. But... Um, you know what? The uh, bad times sometimes brings out not so good people. Absolutely. So, and that's unfortunate. But um, if you wanted to talk about your experience, you can call eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or of course, you, uh, of course, you can send an email to fix it one hundred one at mpbonline.org. Also, this is still a fix it show. It's a DIY show, so you can call with any question that you're working on. What's going on, Dell? I think the um, the worst thing uh, that's happened in in the past with people is when you pay someone for a job and they never come back. You know, they just totally take your money and gone. Right. Well, we're yeah. going to get into that. We do have a call on the line uh, about our fridge. And, hey, hey, folks, this happens. <laughs> if you've got a call about anything going on in your house that you need help with, that's what we do. So what's going on, Libby? My refrigerator won't shut. I mean, it, it shut, but then it mm. pops back open. So the seal, it doesn't seal well. And you might come back an hour later, and it's all frosted in the inside of the refrigerator. And I know that's not good, and we're losing energy. Right. First things first, how big is the milk carton? How big is the milk carton? Yeah, is it is it pushing the door out? No. No. Okay. All right. Nothing so let's start there. Like so okay. there's no user error. All right. How old is the fridge? Um, probably five years old. Oh, that's not an old fridge. No, it sounds like an easy fix. Um, yeah, those seals are made of rubber, foam, and magnets, believe sure, it or not. Sure. So uh, pull that seal back. You will see where it's attached to the um, face of the refrigerator and, and replace it. Yeah. There's uh, typically a couple of screws and some adhesive. Okay. Um, and yes, you can go to your local appliance store. No, your big boxes don't carry this stuff. 
Uh, not that I know of. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think yeah. uh, there there's some great uh, local appliance parts stores. Um, yeah. You can also order it online. You know, model number, make. Yeah, make and sure to have, have all it, that stuff have if it you, shipped to your door. If you open okay. the uh, fridge door, you'll see almost like a uh, VIN indicator on a car. <clears throat> uh, right inside the door, you'll see this big thing that tells everything about your fridge. Right inside okay. there. And you can YouTube right. that number, too, and see how to um, properly replace that. That's right. Oh, good idea. You I, think it's, um, I think it's a simple fix. Yep. Libby. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Today we're talking about um, what to do after the uh, after a disaster comes through. And like I said, a lot of us from Katrina know what that looks like. But, man, is it rough. Uh, first of all, your nerves are frayed. Your family's been separated. You don't know where your pet is. I mean, uh, no communications. It's just it's chaos. Yeah, sure. And then somebody walks up mm-hmm. with a clipboard yeah. and mm-hmm. says, I can handle these problems for you. You go rest. I'll deal with it. What's your insurance company's name? You know, and that's how this works. And And you know what? Because you're so mentally and emotionally battered, you say, oh, thank you. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. That that right. may seem like a blessing. But, it is. But it, but it can be uh, the most difficult situation you've probably ever faced. It, uh, it, it really is. And especially in that situation, um, in, in that particular situation, you know, someone can come up and say that and say, all I need is a deposit of half. Yeah. And I'll take care of it. Right. Right. And then you never see him again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and well, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, some things we learned in, in Katrina and, and by no means am I beating up on out of state contractors. Absolutely. There are good contra- con- contractors in this country. Um, but something we learned was we had some out of state contractors come in. They would get local phone numbers right. and present themselves as local people. Yep. But when you looked at their equipment, mm-hmm. um, it had out of state plates. Right. And when you did a little bit of investigating through um, home builders uh, of Mississippi or a state board of contractors, uh, they weren't licensed right. in the state of Mississippi, and that's and that should be a red flag. Right, absolutely. That's one of the uh, biggest tips that we give consumers: make sure that the contractor is local. Now, like you say, some you know we sometimes we do have out of state contractors that come in, want to help, want to assist the state because they know that there's going to be a shortage of contractors. But this can be a good or a bad thing. Um, you know, we tell consumers it really is best, if you can, to deal with a local contractor. And that way you can determine uh, a bit, a little bit more safely whether or not he is he or she is licensed or bonded. And as you mentioned, uh, you contact the Mississippi Board of Contractors. They can verify whether or not that contractor is licensed here in the state of Mississippi. And they can also give you that contractor's bond carrier because that may be important, too. Hopefully you won't have any problems with that contractor. But if you do, it's important to have that contractor's bond information. So you're, you're right. That's a great point. It really is. And, and, and two, you know, we keep the we keep the money local. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. well, and but if you've got a <clears throat> Katrina style situation or an Irma situation, where you know, in, in the case of Irma, you got four thousand or four million people that need a contractor. That are today. Right, yes. right. So you're going to have a shortage of contractors. Right. right. So yes. if you hire a guy from Tennessee, don't freak out too much. Just mm-hmm. just make sure that they've got a license to work there. That uh, you know they pull all permits needed. Um, you know, that, that, that these things are dealt with, that you've got a professional, basically. Right, and don't just accept their paperwork. Verify it. 
research. Right. Do, do a little research. It, it, it's going to take you a little time, but it you'll it'll be better for you in the long run. It, right. if, if that person is out of state, try to get as much background information on that individual as possible. Try to get some references. Mm-hmm. You know, try to get information from that contractor state if he or she is from out of state. Now, do me, the research. Let me see the person that you're listening to right now, and this is really neat because I'm all kind of nervous. Uh, because you're like you're like one of the big folks out there. Um, this is uh, Bridget Wiggins. She's uh, with the Attorney General's Office in Mississippi, and she is the Director of Consumer Protection. Yes, that's a huge gig. So yeah. what? Uh, obviously, when it comes to contracting, you have to do a lot of work, and especially, you know, I, I'm sure you see a lot of claims having to do with crooked contractors or we do unfortunately bad times can bring out the worst in some people mm-hmm. and and that's an unfortunate situation we do have some individuals that will take advantage of a difficult situation and right. as you mentioned before Jason you know sometimes when when disaster hits we're in a hurry to get our lives back together right and that can cause us to kind of act a little too quickly. So what we tell consumers is slow down, take your time. Um, we even um, we have some information that we have available on our website at mm-hmm. aggjimhood.com. It actually provides uh, tips for storm victims. It uh-huh. ha- has tips for hiring a contractor, and it even has a form contract that you can use. If someone does stop by your door and tell you that they can do the work and you're anxious to get it done, Mm -hmm. at least run to a computer or run to the phone, call us, we'll fax that form contract to you, we'll email that form contract to you, but we do have a form contract that you can use if you want to hurry and get that work done. Wow. I've never known that. That's fantastic information. Thank you. Absolutely. We'd be happy to, like I say, email it, fax it, uh, mail it through the the regular mail, however you need for us to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we've got so much ground to cover today, and we've got a lot of questions coming in about your regular DIY questions, and we'll get to those from Sue and Madison. Scott and Pascagoula and Don and Gulfport are all coming up. Um, you just hang on. This is going to be a lot of fun today. Uh, even though we're talking about a very serious subject, uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Today we're talking about the rebuilding process after severe weather. Unfortunately, a lot of us in Mississippi have to do this. Um, if you've had experience with rebuilding, join the conversation. We've also got Bridget Wiggins from the Consumer Protection uh, Agency of Mississippi in the studio talking, uh, taking questions. You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877 877- MPB ring, or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Support for MPB comes from Atmos Energy with a reminder that hitting underground utility lines can knock out service or cause injury. To know what's below, you can call 811 two business days before starting to dig. More at atmosenergy.com slash call 811. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today we're talking about the rebuilding process after severe weather. September is National Preparedness Month. Uh, came uh, National Preparedness Month came a smidge late this year. But um, anyway, so we're helping you stay prepared just in case disaster happens. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or, of course, you can send an email. It's open right in front of me right now. Fixit101 at mpbonline.com. 
org. Okay, we've got a couple of folks on the phones that have been waiting a minute. We're going to go ahead and do that. Let's go to Scott in Pascagoula. He's got a question about electrical. What's going on, Scott? Good morning. Morning. Um, I've got a uh, bedroom that the all the outlets, you know, you plug the tester into it, mm-hmm. showing hot and ground reversed. Hmm. Uh, the ground is reversed? Yeah, hot and ground reversed. Oh, did you wire this? Did you wire yes, this? Sir. You did? No, I did not. Okay. It, did. it worked previously. It was fine previously. It, this just happened recently. Oh. Uh, that's, that's strange. Yeah. Um, hey, what, what kind of tester did you get? Is this is this a multimeter? Or is this a... Uh, no, it's it's one of those that you plug into the outlet and it's got the lights on it. Right. Oh, okay. Right. right. Okay. Uh, let me first first thing I would like you to do is go back to the store wherever you bought that and buy one that's five dollars more than that one. Um, it it's it's if it doesn't have um, different settings on it, it it's real easy to misinterpret the uh, results. I think I think the one he's talking about. You actually plug it into the receptacle, don't you? And there's three lights on it. Yes, sir. Okay, okay, okay. I know that that is actually a pretty common problem uh, and a a very easy fix. Um, can I give a phone number? Because he can make one phone call and and cure it. Yeah, but tell it how it's fixed. Well, I'm I'm not an electrician. Right. So, you need so, to call. so I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> call an electrician. Okay. Well, and, uh, and that really is the answer. Is it? Is it? You know, calling here, I would tell you that uh, Scott. That's definitely a thing that uh, an electrician needs to deal with. However, uh, yeah, he might talk Jeff, did you have a, a DIY solution? Um, yeah, I would Google it too. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, you are precise. YouTube has a how-to on everything. That's right. I've already said it's above my pay grade. Yeah, but we don't need a show for Google. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm going to get fired today. <laughs> All right. I uh, hope we helped you out there, Scott. If not, do Google it. <laughs> yeah, we helped you, Scott. Appreciate that. All right, let's move on to Sue in Madison. Uh, okay, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Who can pick up the fridge? Is that right, Sue? What's going on? Yes, I have a refrigerator that uh-huh. is dead, and it was a second refrigerator. I'm not replacing it. It was in my storage room. I live in Madison. Uh-huh. How can I dispose of it? Okay, Dale had done a big job for me a long time ago. He'll remember me. Dell had done a big job damage. for you? Okay. Yeah, a lot of termite damage on an old house. All right. Well, he's he's got his thumbs yes. up in the air. Dale, Dale just you say, can't um, shake your head at the radio. You have to say things. Yeah. Well, um, in a case like that, you could um, call the can man or maybe um, the um, the uh, uh, Goodwill College yeah. Hunks moving junk. Yes. Something of yeah. that nature. I don't pay anybody. I want to see it with a with a. Ma'am, if you, here I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you here. I'll Ready? To come and get that. If okay. you if you put that on Craigslist, it says yeah. I have a a a 500 pound piece of metal that I want someone to come to take okay, to the recycle. 
Okay. Yeah, the recycle people would love to have that. And they'll come and get it for you. If you have help to set it out, it won't sit there one day. That's what I was thinking. If she put it on the side of the road, it's it's, oh, it won't last. It won't stay there very long. There's some things to consider too. You know, uh, there's there's freon in there that has to be disposed of properly. Right. Right. Uh, It it has a door. It has a door on it that needs to be taken off in case a kid were to get inside. Right. You don't want to get a child a child to get stuck in there. So. Um, all right, I'm going to come and haul the refrigerator. Call, call it. Call it <laughs> right, yeah. Just, yeah. Right, just go yeah. get it. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, call Sanford and Son. All right. Uh, thanks, Sue. We appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Don and Gulfport. And you've uh, got a question about contractors, Don? Uh, no, I just have some information about contractors. While you were discussing uh, people uh, affected by uh, Hurricane Irma in Florida and mm-hmm. out-of-state contractors and things like that, yes, sir. Um, I'd just like to make the point that out of, that, that unlicensed building contractor in, in Florida is a felony. An unlicensed building contractor in Florida is a felony. Great news. Yes. Wow. I love that. <laughs> yes. and, and they're very strict so about the codes. Yeah, you don't want to, like, if you're a Mississippi building contractor, you don't want to go over to Florida and just start doing business without all the appropriate paperwork, or you could be doing some serious jail time. Wow. That's, uh, That's precedent setting there. I like that. Impressive, yeah. Don. We appreciate that. You probably just stopped okay. a lot of trucks on the side of the road. <laughs> all right. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send it an a email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Heather in Lawrence County. Uh, talking about columns, you talking about on the front of the house or inside? On the front of the house. I had four columns that supported the front porch on my house. They were taken down when we renovated it. And were stolen, so I need to replace them. And someone had told me I should use aluminum columns because they would never rot or be damaged by pests. But I've been to two big box stores, and mm-hmm. nobody can help me with aluminum columns locally. So I didn't know if I should forget about aluminum columns, and there's something <coughs> just as great to use. Well, there's um, – yes, there she is. And, the and understand, I think a lot of people who are telling you aluminum columns – uh, you know, there's something under that aluminum actually holding the the house up. The aluminum's just decorative. Uh, uh, what do you guys think? Um, a fiberglass column is what you want. Oh, okay. it really is. They're structural columns. Um, uh, they will never ever rot on you. They hold paint very well. Uh, it's it's a one time um, fix. Right. So. Uh, they're not extremely expensive. Now, they're more than wood, but listen to what I just said. It is a one-time fix. Right. One-time purchase. And where would she get those fiberglass columns? Uh, you can get those from just about any door or window supplier in this town. Uh, wow. you can You can get them from your big box store. Mm-hmm. Fiberglass. Specifically for a door or window supplier. Yes, ma'am, or a big box store either way. Okay, well, now, thank you guys so much. The last aluminum columns I got, I believe, came out of um, Freisner's or Bailey Lumber. Maybe, maybe a, sure. Okay, sure. a lumber yeah. place? Yeah, lumber yeah. House. Bailey Lumber yeah. Freisner's. And, and, and you can actually get structural and aluminum. columns, aluminum, but, again, that's going to fade. I, 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 You know, again, your fiberglass column, paint it, 
be done with it. Good, good. All right, thank you very much. Thanks, Heather. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, we were talking to, and, and I've mentioned uh, someone from the Attorney General's office is here this morning, the Director of Consumer Protection, Bridget Wiggins, and we're talking this morning about uh, the cleanup after disasters and hiring a good contractor and making sure you don't get taken, and and uh, it's 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 kind of a fact that that uh, after every storm, this kind of thing happens. So, so Ms. Wiggins, tell us about. Uh, the home repair checklist. Okay. Well, we we have a, we have a couple of things that we uh, use as consumer tips for consumers when they're considering hiring a contractor or just trying to get themselves back together mm-hmm. after a storm. Um, we we already talked about making sure you have a contract. That's that's going to be the one of the most important things. Right. Remember, we, contractors includes the root word contract. The, absolutely. So get one of those. Absolutely. And if your contractor doesn't have one, as I mentioned earlier, we do have one available on our website that you can download or have mailed to you. What's that website? That website is aggjimhood.com. Okay. www.aggjimhood.com. Very easy. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Another tip that we have is we tell consumers get at least three estimates. Don't. And again, we we know we we know you want your life back together very quickly, but try to get at least three estimates. You don't want to take the first bid that's given to you. So. Do that. We also ask that you get, like I stated before, get the name of the contractor's insurer and bond company. Mm-hmm. That's going to be helpful if you have any problems down the road. Uh, also, be specific. When you when you write that contract, make sure you and your contract understand exactly what it is that you want. You may think you're saying one thing, but your contractor may be hearing another. So oh. make sure you write all those details on the contract, even if you – and I, my, my – uh, the contract is here. Uh, Dale is shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> Specifics uh, help. You know, sometimes you don't even put the date on it, so you want to have as much detail as possible. If well, yeah, the more specific rugs. you are, the, the the less waste you have in building. Right, uh, right. Like and, Jim and that, was saying, fiberglass column versus aluminum, you need to know what you want and what right, you get. Right. Absolutely. And if you have all that written down, no matter how small you think the detail is, put it in writing. Okay. And and Dale, that, that brings me to another tip. Uh, you had you you said uh, something about um, I'm sorry, a date. Yes. Always mm-hmm. make sure your contract has a date of completion. You know, a, one of the biggest complaints that we hear from consumers is the contractor is taking too long. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But if you don't have a date of completion on the contract, the contractor may think that they have, you know, more time than you, as the consumer, think that they have. Well, so, if they don't have a date, it's infinite time. Absolutely. So, again, you may think that's a minor detail, but that's for the contractor. That's a very important detail because that tells mm-hmm. uh, him or her how long they have to complete your job. And right. it could be that they won't be able to complete it in, in that time right. frame. So if you know that up front, then then you and your contractor can kind of work around that. So be be specific and then make sure you include a date of completion on on that. You know, I've experienced this myself and having to move out of the house and the whole nine yards for a, for an amount of time and i can tell you not doing uh, not knowing a specific date when no, the work was going to be completed right, yeah. right. <laughs> makes it so that my life is harder right. because right. i'm having to arrange you know how my family works right. thinking i could go home any day right when, right. when i when i if i if i just knew okay 
I need to be back in that house in May 1 or whatever, mm-hmm. then I don't have to expect it all the time. Right. right. You don't have to keep calling the contractor. No. When is this going to be done? Just show up on the first. It right. be done. And, and two, you know, we're, we're, we're trained in thinking that you can remodel a bathroom or a kitchen in 30 minutes <laughs> yes, you know, over 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 a weekend right and so your average consumer not knowing they may very well think that's true and the contractor knowing that mm-hmm. it's going to take longer right um it's a very good point yes. get those two together and say hey how long is this going to take Right. right. Is there? Would, is there? Uh, I'm sorry, Dale. I would say um, any work that you haven't done, check on the contractor. Don't just leave them out there alone. You know, uh, the last roof I was doing, um, they came by by midday and checked on. It was like, wow. You know, they could <laughs> see the progress yes. instead mm-hmm. of waiting days later or, or weeks later to find out it, there's nothing being done. Okay. You know. Is there anything? Uh, is there anything we should know? And I guess this goes to the contractors and you, Miss Wiggins. Is there anything such as a reasonable amount of time? No, I'm I'm going to probably leave <laughs> that to the to contractors. The contractors. <laughs> yes, I, I don't I don't want to put them in a in a bind. Uh, again, I think it depends on the consumer right. and the contractor. Well, I this think, is a this yes, is the and thing. the job, right? Well, what and, you agreed yeah. upon should be um, addressed. If you agree upon um, doing it over the weekend, then. Unless something goes wrong, that should be done. Over well, I didn't realize this, but when I first got into hanging out with these guys, I just <laughs> thought you called, someone came to your house, right. they started working that day, and they should be finished by Thursday. Right, and, and a but, lot of consumers think yeah, that, that's okay, right. that's that right. their job is the only job that contractor mm-hmm. has. But that was the issue. Yeah. One of the, the first thing I found out when I started working with these folks is that He's got to call the same plumber that I would call right. uh, to get the house fixed. Well, and the plumber might tell him, hey, I can't be there till next week. Well, I can't start doing mm-hmm. uh, Project B until Project A is finished. Mm-hmm. And yes. so, so now I get right. a little bit more. And, and two, this, this is very important. Let's, let, let's say that you wanted to replace the windows in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a brick home. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those windows are not coming out of that house. You're not replacing the same size window. Mm-hmm. Right. That, so it's got to be a little bit smaller to get past that brick. Right. So you're not going to your big box store to pick up windows. Mm-hmm. Right. There is a lead time of about three weeks. Where you have to you, order the window. When you take measurements for those windows. So right. that one factor right there on a window job, I'm, I'm, I'm three weeks from the time you tell me to replace your windows before right. I get them. Right. Then it might be stormy when you get them. So, right. <laughs> right. right. And, and and any number of things can cause that date on that original contractor train, tra- of course. train. And that's another tip. If you have to amend the the terms of the the job, make sure you put that in writing as well. Right. Get those amendments in writing. All right, now, folks. Uh, let's hang deal. on just a second. Uh, we're going to have to going to have to uh, go to break real quick and pay some bills. However, <laughs> uh, when we come back, we'll get more into that hiring the right contractor when there's an emergency. But the first thing we're going to do when we get back is talk to Linda in Jackson about some moisture around the chimney. It's a bad time to start with that moisture this time of year. Eight seven seven MPB ring. It's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four to ask any questions about what we're talking about or about some DIY thing you're working on. Uh, you can also send an email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
Support for MPB comes from Atmos Energy, with a reminder that hitting underground utility lines can knock out service or cause injury. To know what's below, you can call 811, two business days before starting to dig. More at atmosenergy.com slash call 811. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, who's currently outside the door trying to figure out a question that one of you called about. So this is instant fix here. Um, today we're talking about the rebuilding process after severe weather. September is National Preparedness Month, so we're helping you stay prepared and uh, in case of disasters. Got a very special guest today. This is so cool that you showed up, Bridget. Uh, oh, glad Bridget, to be here. Thank Bridget you. Wiggins is from the Consumer Protection in uh, in the studio taking questions. She's with the state and she's with the uh, AG's office for the state of Mississippi. Anyway, uh, let's keep on. And I promised before we went to break that we'd talk to Linda and Jackson because she's been waiting a minute and a half. Uh, Linda, you've got some moisture around your chimney? Yes, I do. It's, um, I have a vaulted ceiling, and the there's moisture, not water dripping in, but moisture. And um, the top of the chimney, which is about, I guess, maybe about 10, 10 feet. I'm not good at distances, but okay. it's high. And up around the top of it, I can see where there's like... You know, I, I, it's mold, it's like green mm-hmm. and black discoloration. Mm-hmm. And every time I get up there and I clean it off, it goes away for a while. I've had new flashing put around the roof. I've had a, a chimney person come and fill it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it slows down. But whenever there's a lot of heavy rain like we had recently, mm-hmm. it it starts happening again. And it eventually was, at first it just goes down the roof. Right. down the chimney, but then eventually it starts going on the, the ceiling. And I get that are discoloration we, in the ceiling. Let me ask you, Linda, are we actually sure that that, that that moisture is coming from that place? I mean, are well, you that, certain? I, that's the only place that's evident. And it's not around the whole chimney. It's only around the front of it. Okay. Now, they might have done seal their front you, properly. Are you, are you, you're on the inside of the house. You're not getting up on your roof and cleaning the top of this chimney, right? I have been up there. Wow. Um, yeah, I have. Oh, yes. I've is this brick? There. Is it a brick chimney? It's a brick chimney. Uh. And, I, um, and after I had the flashing replaced twice because I thought there was moisture coming around the bottom of the chimney, yes, ma'am. I had that replaced twice. And um, then I had, as I said, I had the chimney people come, and they actually put some type of, because they said there might be some hairline cracks. In the mortar. In the yeah. mortar, that's uh-huh. right, mm-hmm. on the top of so, it. What about the uh, the top? Has it been resurfaced? It has. They put a, wow. a resurfaced the top for me, put ceiling on the top, put a new chimney cap on. Right. And, um, and it, it, slows, it slowed down, but it's still... It takes it longer to happen, but it still happens. One of the things that has been mentioned on this show, Dell has mentioned this before, is that you know where you see water come out is not necessarily where it's coming in, uh, and 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 water can travel. A bead of water can travel forty feet before it actually drops to your ceiling tiles or your or sure. the sheetrock. It may not be coming out of that chimney. The chimney just may be the low point uh, and where it's going. 
uh, or it may be this place where the water stops. What's what's the age of of, of your home? Um, it's about thirty years old. Thirty, okay. okay. Dell, any thoughts? I would say um, seemed like they're on the right step when she said they applied the uh, sealant and it stopped for a while. Mm-hmm. I believe it's, it needs uh, what we would call a detail cleaning, like with the wire brush, and get all of that. Uh, algae and mold and stuff off and this time use a better sealant. They have some watery stuff, real milky, mm-hmm. but I think she's going to need that real um, the thick brush on um, like rubberized. It, you know, it, but could, it's clear. it could be, if that brick's 30 years old it's all cracked it, up. It, it could be coming through the brick. That's why I say select um, the whole thing. Like porous yeah. brick? Yeah, there's a product called Salaxane uh, that you can spray on that brick. Does a very good job. Doesn't change the color of the brick. Yeah, use a transparent. Clear. Hang on, can you yeah. can you say what what's that called again? Saloxane. Saloxane. Is yeah, this something you can buy in the stores? She had to go to a roofing supply house. Yeah, you can you can order it. It's 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 expensive, um, mm-hmm. uh, but um, again, it's a very very good product for uh, for transfer of water through a masonry product. Well, let me ask you one last brush on, one uh, last question uh, that I would ask is: Do you actually? Uh, build fires in this fireplace? No, I haven't had it. I, after I had the guy come out and inspect it, he said there was like, like little, little cracks in it. Yeah. In the floor? Uh, okay. The that's a fire hazard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's why you're not burning. That's good, but it also tells us a lot about yeah. what's going on. S- simple fix. I would take it down, roof, yeah. roof over it. Yes. Uh, you can still have a fire, mm-hmm. uh, but use ventless gas logs. Right. So... I still have my fire. I just don't have a chimney, and uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. When they get um, that age, the mortar and, yeah. and the bricks and sure. everything can allow sure. air in that'll feed a fire and let water in that uh, breeds that if, algae. And if you're not burning a fire, you're never drying it out. Nope. So and, and the spray on is probably not going to seal that. You're going to no, need a thick probably not. brush on, like with mm-hmm. a nap roller or the hand brush, and a wire scraping down. All right, Linda, we appreciate it. Hope we helped you out there. A um, lot going on this morning. We we, we are talking about real b- rebuilding after damage and making sure to get that, that correct uh, contractor. Uh, in with us this morning from the Attorney General's office is uh, Miss Bridget Wiggins from the Consumer Protection uh, Agency. What? What, what's that called? At the Consumer Protection Division of the Attorney General's Office. That's a giant <laughs> business card you have. And, and, and they do prosecute. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to verify that, go to their website. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we don't want to do that, but we will if we have to. Right. And, and Jeff has actually been on the website this morning and, and is looking at, at the people who, who do bad things um, in contracting, right? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Mr. Hood um, will get you if you do something wrong. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, we were talking about a home repair checklist. Well, we, we had some callers we had to get to. And I think the last thing uh, that you mentioned on the home repair checklist was to be specific in, in, in detailing in that contract about what the contractor might do for you. Right. Yes. And then uh, what's the next thing on that list? Well, we were talking about uh, if you have to make changes to that contract, and I think Dale was making some important points with regard to that. Mm -hmm. But we were saying that if you have to make changes in the original contract, make sure you also get your changes in writing because sometimes the contractor is busy, you're busy, you all talk in passing, and you say, oh, can you, by the way, do such and such, or can we change this? And as Dale 
pointed out, the contractor says, sure. But then you, time goes on and, you know, that may be forgotten. But if you have that also in writing, you right. and the contractor can both go through go through the contract mm-hmm. and basically use it as a checklist it to is. make sure all the jobs are done. Right, Dale? It is. And if you don't put it in writing, all that you agreed to, they're going to expect you to do it, and then you'll just be going by the original agreement. Um, I've done everything I'm supposed to, and they're like, no, you told me you were going to put an right. extra veneer yeah. here. A blue backsplash <laughs> instead yes. of a green backsplash. Uh, right. yeah. Marble, right. I'm looking for granite now. And, right. and, well, you know, it, it is easy to misunderstand each other. Yes. But, but paper doesn't forget. Right. And they, they, that's just a good policy. Right. If you have that in writing, then everyone is clear. Yeah. All expectations are clear. Mm-hmm. All understandings are clear. And that way you can go back to it and say, okay, this is what, sure. this, this is what we agreed upon. And, and, right. Use you it know, as a checklist. You can Before simplify you pay, it. Check it off. Um, y'all can text back and forth. You can right. email back and forth. Yes. Um, it, you know, it doesn't forget. Right. You need a record. And like I said, that's your um, your guideline to go by. So once I've completed everything on there, I'm looking for my money. Right. All and right. that, and that right. brings us to our next tip. Uh, uh, another, another tip that we have is don't pay in cash. You know, sometimes we do hear that there are contractors who want to be paid in cash. But we tell consumers, you need to pay by check or money order so you'll have a record of that payment. And mm-hmm. and, and sometimes, you know, the contractor may not be able to give you a receipt. You can use that check or money order as your receipt. So oh. do not pay in cash. That's good advice. Do That's a good fantastic. Yes. That's a good point. Yes. Yes. Cash gets lost along the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think you gave me that. Right. <laughs> uh, number to call is 877-MPB. Ring that's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to fixit one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. What's the next thing on that list? Okay, well, another thing that we try to tell consumers is, and, and sometimes, uh, as Jeff mentioned, you know. Things can get lost in in, in the understanding. Mm-hmm. I know we have a, a a lot of consumers that I, I was a victim of this myself. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that the contractor would take all the debris and 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 you know oh, uh, the, old, the old the old the old wood the old wood mm-hmm. the old uh, you know old brick old brick yeah. uh, right you know I thought that was automatically taken away by the contractor. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily true. Uh, so make sure you have a, a good understanding with that contractor who's going to be responsible for cleanup and debris again and i thought they were going to clean up before they left right. i you know I, I go in this room i expect it to be put back the way it was before right. before they got there no all they do is the repair because we didn't talk about cleanup well it's funny because insurance contracts talk about making you whole yes, again uh-huh. and and if it's not clean it's not whole right so, right. <laughs> exactly. right but so, you but that may not be the same understanding with, of the contractor though you, you know. can specify that you want it cleaned every day too before everybody leave uh, i need it clean right you know. and, and and two you, you know should, not to not to not to beat up on the contractor um maybe the contractor didn't put it in his scope of work to right. to, to, right. to clean up so he didn't charge for that right, right. and so if that wasn't a, 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 a part of his original quote then there may be an extra fee for that, that cleanup mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but again if you already talk about that from the beginning and that is a term of the contract uh, just make sure it's included. Right. Now, you mentioned um, or, or in your uh, home repair checklist, and this was really neat to me, be certain that the materials you have selected are what you want. And I was like, what 
what could that mean? And then Dell said granite or marble. Right. And I thought, oh, <laughs> I bet that's you know, Or if you won't cheat, you know, specify. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And understand that if what the contractor brings out there is not what you want and you mm-hmm. realize it's not what you want, understand that it may cost more to make that change. I would say that if yeah. you've had a problem... Uh, if you've had one of these emergencies and you and you're not really familiar mm-hmm. with materials, um, do take a trip yes. because if you need to buy a faucet in your head, mm-hmm. you may think thirty dollars in oh, faucet. No. No. <laughs> you may go to the store and realize five hundred dollars right. in faucet makes sure. more sense. Right. 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 So so just keep that in mind. That's a very good point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, the number you want to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. So do you see a lot of claims of crooked contractors in the state? We did right after Katrina. Mm-hmm. I, I, we uh, fortunately for Mississippi, we haven't had that type of devastation uh, in our area uh, since Katrina. Mm-hmm. So, so we the, the the number of complaints against contractors I can say has decreased because I think everyone. Including right. contractors it, it learned a lot after Katrina. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. We, there were a lot of lessons learned after right. Katrina. Right. <laughs> well, let me ask. Okay. So how do you verify, you mentioned this earlier, the references that a contractor might give you. Now, on this show we've mentioned before, uh, Jeff and Dell agreed that, that – the, the the best reference you can get for a contractor is the person that, that, that hired them last. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. get, get references from previous customers of that particular contractor. Okay. So, uh, okay, that's a good idea. Now, who all should a contractor be registered with to be, quote, credible? Now, they definitely have to be uh, licensed by the Mississippi Board of Contractors. Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to have to defer to our contractors uh, anything further with that, because I, 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 it's my understanding that they all, some jobs require a city permit, some mm-hmm. jobs may not, mm-hmm. So, I'm a, but, but the, the first uh, point of contact should be the Mississippi Board of Contractors, and uh, okay. anything else, I'm going to have to defer to our contractors on okay. that. And, and uh, I know this, and you'll see a, a couple of folks like service trucks riding around that say BBB on the side. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you that that most likely, if you look at BBB, they've got a good rating, or or you know, there's right. no bad reports on them, or something. Of right. That you nature. can contact the uh, BBB and see if there are any complaints against that particular contractor or that business. Mm-hmm. You can also contact our, our division, the Consumer Protection Division, and and ask if we have any complaints on that individual contractor. Now, we mm-hmm. likely may not be able to give you any details regarding the complaint if it's an ongoing uh-huh. matter. Um, but if you want the details, you would have to make a a written public records request, but if you want to just call and say, do you have any complaints, mm-hmm. we can usually give you a yes or no with regard to that. Okay. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask my contractors here something that is that is the big step that you're going to step off of today. You ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. This is the one you're going to make your commitment on today. Plant your flag. What is a fair percentage for a deposit for the contractor to get started? I can answer that. Really? Yes. Hit me. 30%. 30%. Yep. That's the benchmark. Uh, it, it it is for our company. Uh, it it. Um, what if I? What if what if the contractor asked me for fifty percent? Is that unreasonable? I, personally, I think fifty percent is a little strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like collecting fifty percent because it doesn't take fifty percent to mobilize. Right now, it takes something. To mobilize and mm-hmm. and and I've had this discussion with with consumers. Uh, some want to give fifteen percent, 
uh, in my opinion, I want the company and the consumer to be very equal. I want to. I want an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. I don't want the consumer paying me too much, mm-hmm. but I don't want the consumer owing me too much either. Right. <laughs> right. Good point. You know, it's a two-way road. Yeah. Because so, if you do do work and they don't want to pay for it, then at least you've got something. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, let, let, let's you let's let's, her. let's let's go back to windows <laughs> for a minute. When let's I speak. order those windows for one two three Main Street, mm-hmm. the only house those windows are going to fit in. Is one two three Main Street right? So, oh, so once you've bought it, they're yours. So, right. you know, we we found a benchmark of thirty percent is 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 very fair. sufficient. And, and what what we tell people is ten to twenty five. Okay. Uh, I, but I, I'm Ooh. sure that depends on the individual contract. Of course, I would say yeah. uh, depends on the job itself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to do a long term job. And you have um, all these individual contractors and electrician, plumbers, and things. And when they get through, they want to get paid. That's you right. Know, they're not That's waiting right. to the end like I do and you, Jeff. So what I try to tell customers is this. It's your home. Things will move a lot faster if you're able to pay for it. So I don't want to feel like I got to pay for your. We need a bell home. in here. I can ding, Java. I don't. I don't want to feel like I'm paying for your house. No, no, well, well, Dale, me, me, and you are not in the so, finance business. No, and we're I need not. that too. And we are not a bank. People, you know. So, but like I say, to get started, yes, I need a certain amount to get started, and then I would like that amount as agreed upon. If can, I need can, it um, right if, away, I need it then. If you guys are working for me, and I said, okay, I'll give you thirty percent up front, can you tell me which portion of that is materials? Sure, absolutely. We can always break it down. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Sure. that's fair. Sure, you yeah. know, and, and, and that's another another good point, Jason. Mm-hmm. You know. L- let the contractor know that you need to know what this this thirty percent yes, is, is going to cover. That's right. right, right. Don't be afraid to ask your contractor yes. questions. And 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 typically, we would not ask for that thirty percent until something has happened. Yes, some right. work is done. You know, temporary power pole, material setting on site, dumpster on site. Right. right. You know, make something happen. Don't just give this money. Right. Make something happen. Right. Okay. Well, that's a good that's a good thing to remember We're for done. the folks walking around with the clipboards. Don't give them money until some uh, until some work is started. Right. right. Never so. never give money for work that hasn't already been performed. Oh, yes. Never and, and say it again. Another never give wor- money for work that has not already been performed. If um, just say you have a, a ten thousand or whatever the amount is, and you have already paid that, you're in trouble. And the work is not finished. I mean, it's going to be hard to, you know, you can trust the guy, but he's not coming back. He don't have no reason right. to come he back. He has no incentive to come back. Yeah. You know, right. he's paid in full. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that, that is fantastic. And now, this has been some good Katrina. information. And, and remember, folks, we're getting to where we got to wrap it up. But let me say that if, if you have friends in these affected areas who have never been through this situation, uh, friends, relatives, whatever, and you have had experience through Katrina or whatever else has happened to you, please give them a call and warn them of these situations because it's it, it's likely to come up. Too good to be true is not. If, if it just don't sound right, you know, right. check if it. If it sounds too it's good too to cheap. be true, it probably is. All right. <laughs> Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was The Intern. There we go. Thanks, Jared. 
uh, for Del Moore and Jeff Sammons, and of course, Miss uh, Bridget Wiggins from the AG's office. We appreciate you coming in. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech. And remember, starting this Saturday, the beloved NPR Car Talk will be replaced with us. Give us a try. That's right. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. Support for Fix It 101 comes from Atmos Energy, with a reminder to call 811 before starting to dig to get underground utility-owned lines located and marked. It's free, it's safe, and it's the law.